Welcome to the Bad Game Cast. I'm Jake. This is Alex. I'm Jason. And this week we played Rogue Warrior. Oh, yay! Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just played Rogue Warrior. Fun was had by all. <laughs> there it is. You know, this might be the uh, first game. Yeah, so far this is the only game that we've all played together and then immediately immediately recorded. Yeah, we got together, had a bang old time, played yep. uh, Rogue Warrior. Did a lot of drinking. It requires it. Might as well continue. I think it was more fun this way. I mean, I know uh, we can't do this every time, but... I think every time we get the chance to play a game together, we should. Yeah, no, I was just fucking waiting for you on that one. I uh, I do wish we, um, in the future, more games, we can do this together. Right. Absolutely. fucking Yep. Especially as we're uh, making fun of it the whole time. Oh, and this one, it gets made fun of. So, Rogue Warrior, released in 2009, developed by Rebellion Developers. Whatever happened to them? Uh, they're still around. They, uh, Why? they've they done a lot of ports of different games to different platforms, of course. Uh, they're also the ones responsible for the Sniper Elite series. Oh, that's not too bad. I've never played any of those. I haven't either, but I've certainly heard of them. And they look great. High praise from yep. Alex. Yep, yep. I mean, what other game can you shoot Hitler in his remaining testicle? Can you shoot Hitler in the balls in that game? You absolutely fucking literally can. And it's ball, because you only had the one. Are you sure? Yes. Hmm. He was uniballing? He was. <laughs> Freak. The more you know. Uh, published by Bethesda Studios, which, if you're listening to this, you know who Bethesda is. Yeah, they just probably signed the checks. Oh, 100%. They were just the benevolent overlord in this. So, uh, games released in 2009. I went through this in the uh, Last Remnant podcast we did, so I'll do a shorter different list. We've got Fear 2. Ugh. Plants vs. Zombies, <laughs> Guitar Hero 5, Band Hero, DJ Hero, Forza oh. Motorsport 3, FIFA 10, for all of our UK listeners, that's a shout out for you. So we were right in the heart of that uh, rock band Guitar Hero, just... Oh yeah. Doesn't FIFA appeal to anybody that's not an American, basically? And plenty of Americans. Who? Name 76 in alphabetical order, go. Yeah. They have uh, to be alive still. There's Albert. <laughs> oh, I know Albert. That fucker's not really a FIFA fan. It's just all bullshit. So, uh, also, <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, and of course, The Last Remnant. So, out of all those games, the only ones I've played are Last Remnant and Fear 2. The Well, I played Guitar Hero 5, Band oh, Hero. Played one Guitar Remnant. Hero, you played them all. And uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, which I fucking love that game. I never touched it. Don't really know. Nope. I mean, you two should go and play it. It's, it's fucking sweet. Was it a fighting game? No. Is it like a brawler? Kind of, yeah. So what about Rogue Warrior, though? It's a shooter. Pew, pew. It is a tactical shooter. No, it's not. Oh, no, man, no. <laughs> that is what it's listed as. Yeah, well, that's not true. <laughs> Well, what tactics did we use in this game other than rush I... them and press the X button? <laughs> because it's the strongest weapon in the game. Occasionally took cover. 
On accident. And then, yeah. It is a first-person, I hesitate to say cover base, but cover certainly there, shooter. Is that what makes it tactical? Gotta be. <laughs> that you can take cover. You gotta be. Oh man, that is the loosest definition of tactics I have heard in a while. I mean, there is still a tactic involved. Right? I guess. I guess we'll get to it. Uh, opening. Uh, the You get to choose your difficulty, which is... Uh, easy, if you're a pussy. <laughs> Medium, bring it on, motherfucker. And hard, you think you're fucking special. <laughs> so from the beginning, you get the uh, feeling of this game and how it is super, like, American machismo. From the onset, you know what you're in for. It's all screaming eagles and fucking M16s and shit. Wow, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we wait. What? What do you want me to do? I agree. Move on. <laughs> so yeah, it uh, is. We we played on the normal difficulty. Yep. Just uh, what do we play this one? Oh, that was a PS3, right? Yep. Yes. You're welcome. Sure. <laughs> Provided by yours truly. Good job, Alex, finding this game. You're welcome. And I didn't have to pay for it, so that's always positive. <laughs> Absolutely. I Although. Spent. Five hundred pennies on it, so please. Five hundred pennies. <laughs> we only use your PS3 because we couldn't use mine. Got you could have brought it. Shit. Then you would have brought the disc with you. <laughs> <laughs> then you would have had it the first time. We got it. I don't want to hear any more squawking. Squawk. Brought it upon yourself. Uh... So there's a story. Should we go through it or not? I no, no. Not. Please lead it off. Right, so uh, the whole thing is very just sequential. Uh, you go through and kill dudes until you get to the objective. Every level. Forever. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's not forever. It's fairly short. It is actually really short. So you are being dropped into North Korea. It's 1986? Yes. The Koreans are developing missiles... And you're sent in to investigate. There's a uh, CIA operative in there who's acting as a double agent. And you're supposed to get intel from him and then scout the uh, warehouse that you think is being making missiles. Hmm. You go in, you kill a bunch of dudes. By the time you get there, though, oh, no, they discovered the double agent and they kill him. They've killed him. You kill all the other people. Uh, but you still got the intel. So that's something. They're building... <laughs> perfection <laughs> they're building missiles so you go to investigate you kill all the people you blow up all the missiles um you'd think that'd be the end of it no 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 uh you go <laughs> yes alex that showed up fucking perfectly on here <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to check i see did that make it <clears throat> there's more where that came from go ahead <laughs> uh you do uh, okay so next is what the you go to the docks because they think they're loading the missiles that they already made that you didn't blow up uh, onto boats. 
you show up the docks and you're like, they're not loading them on uh, boats. They're loading them onto trains. Ah! Because that's kind of how your character goes. Uh, you now, can- I feel like we glossed over a very important detail. Who does the voice of the main character in this game? Oh, shit. That is... Um, I don't know. Is he an Oscar winner? It's... Uh... <laughs> I want to say yes for the wrestler, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Rourke doing the uh, voice acting. 2009 Mickey Rourke. So yeah, uh, was that like still alcoholic drug problem, Mickey Rourke? I think that might be just the tail end of it, but yeah. yes. Yeah. With such lines as... Who's going for us? Oh, you. Me? Uh, well, we've got plenty to pick from, but some of my favorites... Uh, suck my balls, my hairy fucking big balls, wrap them around your mouth. That always makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Um, man, goddamn cock breath commie motherfuckers. Always uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Fucking commies keep getting in my way. I own your fucking soul, you fucking commie bitch. <laughs> Come on, hold your balls, let's go. You fucking pig farmers. Chew it, pencil dick. Fuck piss goddamn, and it goes on. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I just wonder who wrote those. I... The idea that someone actually wrote them is amazing to me. I didn't write it down. I, I don't know why I should have. Yeah. But yes, these lines were written. Yeah. Somebody was paid to write shit, 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 and bullshit. Somebody was paid to write, it looks like the douchebag conventions in town. Which you say, uh, you know, occasionally when you just cap a dude in the head. Keeping in mind that you are usually in North Korea or some other former Soviet republic in this game, and nobody around you speaks English or understands it. But oh, you yeah. still scream it. Yeah. While you're stealthing, uh, you can overhear them speaking, I assume, actual Korean and Russian. We didn't I don't, actually verify that. I don't speak either of those languages, so I didn't actually know that they were saying anything that made sense. Right. But then you sneak up on them. Perform your secret magic kill by pressing X. You stand up, stab them in the throat or other various... Uh, throat or ear or sternum or eye, back ba- head. Base of eye. your skull. <laughs> Lots of knife stabbing. And you shout some ridiculous line. Like, you know, you get up, stab them in the back of the head and go, Boom time, baby! <laughs> and then... Rock um, and roll, motherfucker. None of the other people react. Nope. They don't even hear you. No. Well, no. Everyone is deaf to uh, American English. I get that. Which makes no sense, though. Who's your enemy? The uh, North Koreans and the Russians. No, no, no. I mean, from their perspective, who's their enemy? Right. (laughs) So Chinese? You think they would at least know some basic English. It's like, hey, there's a dude over here with, like, an SMG, and he's shouting profanity in English. Maybe we should uh, address that. And they're just like, no, those two guys got it. It's probably enough. Well, I mean, they probably should have, but they didn't. Right. Because you play as Dick Masinko. Demo Dick his goddamn self. (laughs) Insert Demo (laughs) Dick interview here. (sighs) Dearly, 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 dearly. Yep, with a sweet ass mustache, mustache, beard, and greasy fucking ponytail. One of the shortest ponytails I think I've ever seen. One of the sexiest ponytails, you mean? So then, without the ponytail, does he just have a sweet mullet? Yeah. Yes. 
I would have rather had the mullet. That's more American than fucking little nub and ponytail sticking out the back of his head with all grease covering it. <laughs> well, I don't think you're wrong. Um, that ponytail is fucking rocking. Well, you said it's 86, right? So the mullet yep. is still in style back then, isn't it? It is. So God what the fuck, it. man? I would have much preferred Rendering a mullet. a mullet was far more complicated than a ponytail that never moves. That's a good point. Right. It's 86, but it was made in 2009, so ponytail is in. Uh. Might as well give him, like, a man bun, too. Oof. Anyway, Jason? I don't remember where it was. Docks, right? So. <laughs> they're not using boats. They're using trains. They're sending the missiles to Russia. The damn Ruskies. But why? I uh, No. Russia was using North Korea as a cover to manufacture their missiles. It doesn't seem like a very good cover, considering that North Korea has been an, an enemy of the United States since the 50s. Yes, and um, Captain Big Swingin' Dick, Demo Dick Marcinko, found it out in all of two minutes. Yeah. Well, it helps when uh, you can get your intel by gunning down a couple hundred people. <laughs> Is that how we did it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't recall them telling us anything. Well, at the uh, beginning and end of each level, you would talk to the Admiral? I don't know. Right. For your, you would for your intel? orders. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you would tell him that it's all a goat fuck. Yeah, and you did drop goat fuck a lot, a lot. It's like one of the first lines of the game. Yep, no it's a fucking goat fuck. <laughs> you show up and they're like flying in your helicopter to land for the first time, and he's like, "They think this is going to be a regular mission, but it might just turn into a goat fuck." And you're like, "What is happening?" And I've been to an old-fashioned goat fuck since my days in the Middle East. I mean, I haven't been to one since, what, the six months I've been to the Midwest, but, I mean, um, Oh, well, I mean, we gotta hit them all then, you know. Last time I was in Wales. <laughs> Back in 1932. <laughs> no, nothing. When you uh, wore a onion on your belt, as was the fashion at the time. <laughs> invented the turlet. <laughs> <sighs> but I digress from my prepared speech to tell you about how I invented the turlet. <laughs> moving along. So we're at the docks. There's missiles. We're moving them to Russia? Yeah, they're moving them to Russia on so trains. Let me, so let's back up for a second. So why are the North Why are we Koreans... backing up? We need to go forward. Because <laughs> i got to understand. Okay, you can why, try. <laughs> why are the North Koreans producing missiles for the Soviets? Because the Soviets told them to. But what do they need the North Koreans to make the missiles for? Because it's a really bad cover. For what? Making missiles to blow up the United States. Ugh, man. It doesn't even make sense to me, and I played it. <laughs> Don't worry. There's more wonderful things that'll make lots of sense. So you hop on the train, head into Russia, mm. evade some Ruskies. Now remember the Soviets at this point. <laughs> I feel like we should make that distinction. Oh, yeah. When did the uh, wall fall down? 89. Yeah, all right. November 10th. Yeah, no. Oh, there, bro. There, were you there? Jesus. <laughs> no, no, he's right. Do you have a chunk in your living room? They're still Soviets, so. <laughs> I got some memorabilia. Yeah, the Russians are still Soviets today in 2018. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> They're just waiting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. So you you uh, Come on, hurry up. Okay, cool. You blow up the bridge with the missiles. The bridge with the missiles? No, you blow up the bridge with C4, I thought. 
Yeah. After the um, missiles are on the bridge, missiles on are the on train. the bridge. We're blowing it up. Yeah. The rescues try and pull them off, and that's what explodes the bridge. Spetsnaz. Spetsnaz. Yeah, I guess they're Spetsnaz. <laughs> so you blow up the bridge. How the fuck do you get to the next area, Jason? Can you can you say that again for me? What? Spetsnaz. Spetsnaz. That's the one. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Original recipe. <laughs> <laughs> So the Spetsnaz blow up the bridge, right? You blow up the bridge. They try to stop you and they all die. You're on the end of the bridge when it blows up, so you can continue on. Okay. Great. You go to some place that... You just walk over there. Yeah. Pretty to fucking the, much. To the new yeah. place. Next level. Ready Next to go. level. Uh, I don't remember which mission this was. As far as I'm concerned, we're, we're close to the end already. Yeah, well, at this point we're halfway through. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the game's like three hours long. Yeah, how long did it take us to beat this, start to finish? Three hours? Uh, a little longer. I think it took us about four hours altogether. But that's with us drinking and then ultimately just like half paying attention, throwing ourselves at some bullshit. Right. Yeah, there were some sections that took us longer than they probably should have had we not been uh, inebriated. Drink, you said? (laughs) There's something like the Russians have a missile defense system and you blow that up. Right, because that's part of the Cold War. You can't have a missile defense system and uh, it it compromises the... uh... Yeah. The basically you, the you, ideal of mutually assured destruction, if I can get the fucking words out, <laughs> of how you can't have missiles and you can't use them, but you also can't have a missile defense system because it gives you an advantage. I'm going to quote uh, Mickey Rourke here. The uh, Star Wars system was bullshit. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the Russians figured it out real great. So they have a 100% accurate missile defense system. We don't even have that today. Nope. I mean, I was reading about you know North Koreans attacking uh, Hawaii, and it's like, yeah, we've got a missile defense system that works like sixty percent of the time. You know that you know of, yeah. America, yeah. This America. is what thirty years later after this game is supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The eighties, <laughs> yeah. the eighties, slow math in my head. The nineteen eighties were over thirty years ago, believe it or not. At this point. So, yeah, I didn't, yeah, it, you couldn't actually believe that they had a fully functional missile defense system. But, uh, you hit that missile defense system with a missile? Yeah, you do. Um, and then everything's Irony. on fire, you escape and go somewhere. Kazakhstan. Is this where you go to the dam? Yes. Right? Yeah. You go from the, uh... Train blowing up, and then that is at the dam. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, eventually this leads you to a dam where they're loading uh, some of their remaining missiles onto a submarine, and you uh, blow up the dam, and then you blow up the submarine, and the game's over. Really? Is that how this game ends? I wasn't yeah. really paying attention. Just, yeah, is that what happened at the yeah, end? I was yeah. just playing. <laughs> you just literally every objective is just put more blocks of C4 that you keep pulling out of your, I assume, cavernous asshole. Oh. <laughs> Since you never have it on you up until you go and hit X to use item, then he places a block of C4 about the size of your torso on it. He's like, yep, this is going to blow up now. 
Yeah, shit, I suppose, because you're at the uh, top of the dam when you're off the train, and then uh, shenanigans ensue, and you, quote, fast rope, unquote, your way down the dam. And I suppose that is where it takes you to the submarine, where the final level is, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that sounds confident. <laughs> we literally just played it. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's... but you were in the bathroom and he was playing it. I'm back here drinking. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> More beer, you said? Yeah. Oh. I'm at least a six pack in at this point. So, that's the whole game. Hooray! It's done! So, it really is that short. Yeah. I, we started playing at like 1 30. No, it was after that. Oh, wow. We wrapped up 5 o'clock before 5. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no character development. There's no background to this story other than what we already know about the Cold War. You know, this character, I imagine... Because isn't this game based on a book? No. No? no? What? It is based on Richard Marcinko's biography, but it is a fictional fictionalization bleh, of that. A dramatization. Sure. Yes. A radio okay. play. All right. They need you to know that this isn't how it really happened, because this is wholly ridiculous. Okay. And that's kind of the thing I, I was wondering about this game as I was playing it, is do they realize how shitty it is, and are they kind of embracing that? And that, especially, I thought that when we got to the credits. I think yes and no. Hmm. They may have wanted it to be um, better than it was, but it it's rushed. And you can tell that in the... Uh, Random glitches that appear. Although, yeah. to be fair, nothing game-breaking. It's true. We no, didn't. no, no crashes, no freezing, none of that. Nope. Um, but it didn't run particularly well. Especially when, like, there was a lot of enemies and the snow happened. And it was all slow. Yeah, it did seem to suffer some uh, serious lag. Um, the more shit's on screen, I mean, you get more than... Two enemies and the levels with the snow, and it it looks painful. Now, back up. You mentioned the enemies. How many different character models did you notice for at least the North Koreans? Because I know there's North Koreans, and then there's the Spetsnaz. But I mean, within those individual factions, I guess you could say, how many different character models did you notice? Because I thought and I'm not trying to be racist for for this instance. All the North Korean dudes look the same to me. Racist. <laughs> I'm going to say about seven altogether. I saw three different uh, Korean models and then four different Spetsnaz models. Okay. I think that's about right. And yeah, I wasn't paying that close attention, so I, I certainly could be wrong on the different character models. Yep. Maybe each one is... Slightly different than all the others, but I highly doubt that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, they I were all just slanty eyed to me. I mean, that's it. They just take the bullets. Damn. <sighs> How you doing, everybody? <laughs> you know what you're getting with 10 rules of all. That's right. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? This podcast does not endorse racism against Koreans. This podcast brought to you by Zithromax, the <laughs> official antibiotic of the Bad Games podcast. <laughs> Zithromax? <laughs> Hey, you know what? Those pharmaceutical companies pay. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but not us. <laughs> Is that an actual thing? Or because it sounds like some kind of space entity. Zithromax? Yeah. That's a real medication. Oh, sure. Come on, man. Z-Pack? Man. <laughs> Get health insurance. What are you doing? <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Who can afford that? Yeah. 
we talking about a game or something? No. No. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about uh, the one-man Korean genocide machine that is uh, Dick Marcinko. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we got through the story, but there's not a whole lot there. No. It's just typical Cold War bullshit. How long to beat says, on average, two and a half hours, and it fucking means that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay with me, because if this game's any longer, I uh, would have quickly lost interest. That feels apropos. Because that last level was annoying. Like, it... Yeah. There, there's a lot of, you know, him shouting ridiculous things yep. and kind of stupidity early on. But then the last level was just like a couple long corridors of enemies that you just had to slog through. And it felt like any of the interest from the beginning of the game where you are America, fuck yeah, was gone. And it was more just like, we're an actual shooter now. And I'm like, game, don't do that. Because you're not good at being an actual shooter. Well, it's it's the last level, so like they try and crank the difficulty up a little bit, so the enemies hit a little harder. And it, yeah, um, the three of us, I mean, struggled. I mean, for all the um, we're all we've been sitting here drinking for a few hours at this point, so it's not like uh, we're giving it our fucking one hundred percent best. And yeah, we we were throwing ourselves at it. they ramp up the difficulty unnecessarily i would say i mean they throw more enemies at you they certainly hit harder do they i don't think so i think they do nah i don't i think the only difference is maybe the guns they use and they still generally use the same guns they use the whole game Nah, occasionally i would just get you know clipped there's just so many extra bullets and explosive barrels yeah there's just more of them so it's very artificial the difficulty those you ex- think so? Because I don't think... I mean, there were more enemies, but I don't think at previous points in the game there were more enemies than we had seen on screen at one time. It seemed like we were dying faster unnecessarily at the last stage than any stage before it. Keeping in mind that we are more intoxicated at that point and that we are ready to end the game and that we're rushing through it. There were multiple times where I know Jason and I would sprint forward and just hammer the X button trying to get those quick kills so we can get to the next checkpoint. So playing the game differently and being under the influence, I think, also makes the game a little bit harder. Um, because I'm, I'm with Jason here. I think uh, it's not necessarily harder. They just throw more bullshit towards you. So, I mean, yes, it's harder, but it's it's just not innovative or interesting or fun or challenging, it's just frustrating and tedious. Which is exactly what you want from a game. Right. Even if it is two and a half hours. Oh, just the impression I got. Alright, so, we're through the story. Uh, let's get into the controls. How do you feel it controlled, Alex? Uh, for the most part, typical first-person shooter, uh, with a few exceptions. Uh, the cover-based system is just absolute garbage. I don't know why... They crowbarred that into this game uh, because it changes you to a third-person perspective when you do go into cover. But you can also go into cover when you're in the first-person view. You can just crouch behind the box. You know, you don't have to... Because, what is it, L1, R1, one of those buttons to press to go into cover? L1, yeah. So you press L1, and when you do that, the perspective changes to third-person, and then you can blind fire over your cover, which, again, is totally useless. Uh, I'm pretty sure between the three of us, we got five kills through blind fire. That's just a guess. I don't know. 
Um, but that's just a useless mechanic. In a first-person shooter, you should be responsible for taking cover yourself. Um, you know, the the aim sensitivity is a little weird. I feel like there's a, a significant input lag. Um, you know, especially with moving and with looking and with aiming down sights. Uh, but other than that, I think it's all just kind of generic first-person shooter. I mean, there's not a whole lot to really experiment with here. You know, you're certainly not wrong. Um, I thought the movement control certainly needed some adjustment. Like, as we were playing, I cranked up the sensitivity because it was... Initially, it felt like we were moving through mud, which... Uh, nobody moved in after that, which is fine. Uh, I wouldn't have been... Uh, I certainly wouldn't have complained if we turned it down a little bit because I had it uh, about halfway up the slider, as it was. Mm. Uh, overall, I mean, the aiming, all the guns shoot like a fucking laser beam. Like, there's zero recoil, which is great for a multiplayer first-person shooter. Uh, <laughs> that's what you want. You can go in there and feel like an absolute fucking badass as you're just mowing dudes down. The grenades, uh, what's the last game we played? Uh, Homefront. Right. Completely different. These grenades felt like they have weight, which is one of those little touches that I really enjoy in a shooter. Feels like when you throw something, you're actually throwing it, not just hike it like a fucking football for 1,200 miles. It just goes off in the fucking distance. I will say I had it bounce off of things weirdly, though. Like, I'd throw it, and it would hit, like, just, like, a string or a light and just go. The physics are definitely weird in some parts. Yeah. Like, I'd try to throw a grenade, and it'd be like, well, that sailed off into the magical distance. And I was like, okay, I was trying to throw it at these guys, but... Now, speaking of the grenades, though, you cannot cook them. No, you could not. If you hold the uh, L R one to toss a grenade, you just, like, stand there yeah. until you're ready to throw it, which is weird. But he doesn't go into the animation until you press and release R1. And that's the problem. You know, that kind of brings it into the uh, gun variety, which is lackluster. It's pathetic. There's, what, pistol? There are rifles, which all felt the same? Yep. And then there's a sniper rifle and a shotgun? And a grenade launcher. Oh, shit. The grenade launcher that we had for one level. It had three bullets, and you never got more ammo. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, what, five, six maybe different weapons that we found. I mean, there there might be some hidden bullshit. All the levels are very linear, and they've got a couple rooms you can go off to the side, but it doesn't, like, behoove you to go through them. There's no, like, collectibles to find. You just, like, continue. There's more ammo, except you pick up an AK, and all the enemies use AKs, and you'll have all the ammo you ever want. Yeah. And right. keeping in mind the, the point where I had that one assault rifle, it was almost out of ammo, and I went... I found another instance of that assault rifle out in a level somewhere. I picked it up and it had the exact same number of bullets as the previous rifle I was using. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, it's not like you're picking up extra ammo by doing that. You're just picking up another instance of this gun. And it's just totally pointless. Is there anything left to talk about? I don't know. Graphics? Sound? Well, controls are done. <laughs> the uh, graphics aren't great for 2009. No. I mean, they're they're serviceable. It it's certainly playable. It's not. Uh, it, it's definitely not the prettiest. But I, I also I don't think it's the worst looking game. Uh, it's early three sixty. 
Like, 05, 06, I'd say is when I would date these graphics. Yeah, feels about right. Yeah, all right. I mean, we, we haven't touched on, like, the uh, shooting the guns, the uh, fire that comes out from the end of the barrel is fucking laughable. Oh, whenever there was fire, the fire was dreadful. Like, you go through a hallway where the whole ceiling's on fire. That was awful. Looking. Yeah, it's it's clearly 2D, and it's it, it's fucking sweet, and I, I love that. It, it looked like absolute trash. There was another level I remember where we, I think, destroyed some kind of smokestack or whatever the fuck the case was. And, you know, the building during the cutscene stays intact. There's just an explosion that they kind of render over the building. <laughs> and then once we get out of this the cutscene, then you see this giant, I, I think it was a smokestack. It was some kind of narrow tower. That was and, early on, right? I think so. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of falls in front of you. And you're supposed to be like, ooh, shit, that's amazing. But then the building that you just blew up is still kind of standing there. And there's nothing going on. There's no fire. There's no smoke. It's bad. Kind of, It's it's like uh, Mighty Number no. 9, the explosions. Have you seen the explosions in Mighty Number no. 9? I have not, no. Okay, they, they basically look like giant pizzas on screen. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know... <laughs> It, it kind of reminds me of that, like, okay, let's just animate some fire and some smoke over this building, and then people will think it exploded. You looked like you were thinking. I was. I was trying to think of, uh, what haven't we covered? Like, the score, such as it is. That's, uh, so, the sound, which, okay, there's the background noises, which, um, the soundtrack is, one, too loud for most of the game. Um, yep. Especially because you're stealthing, it feels really kind of out of place. When there's just this kind of epic music, which it wants to be, but it's just not quite there. Yeah, by epic, it really felt like um, heist music, but cranked up to 11. It's like we're playing Payday. That's the music. Yeah. The background, the music was, eh. um, his lines, as we've already touched on, are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so loud, like they cut through that music and you're just like, what is happening? Now, to be fair, though, how do you feel about Mickey Rourke's performance? Did oh. You, did you buy it? It's, Mickey Rourke's performance is over the top and fucking amazing. Yeah. I thought it was great. It's funny. No, it's great because of how just to the moon it is. Like, it is. But it's the writing. It's yeah, not the voice acting. The writing is so bad that he takes that writing and goes, well, this writing is terrible, so I'm going to be just, like, over dramatic and just, like throw a ton of emphasis on this, like, yeah, you know. Come on, chew it, pencil dick. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, like, it just, it shines through. It's just this wonderfully kind of crazy lines. And he hits it. But that's the best part of the game. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed whenever we would do something ridiculous and just die laughing because we grabbed a dude and said, rock and roll, baby! Headbutted <laughs> him and threw him out a window. That was amazing! <laughs> The voice acting in it, uh, 100% just Mickey Rourke because he's the voice that you get the whole time. It's not bad. It is fan-fucking-tastic for just how over-the-top he goes for it the whole fucking time. Yeah. I'd say if um, we didn't have John St. John, he could do a good uh, Doom. Or not Doom. Duke Nukem. Mickey Rourke could. Because it's like, he kind of gives you that macho-type persona and then he's just the the vulgarity just flows freely and naturally and i think it sounds pretty good and it's funny and it gives you something to look forward to (laughs) absolutely 
So that's basically the whole game. Lots of it is not good. Yeah, you know, like sound effects, I think most of the guns typically kind of sound the same. Yeah, there doesn't feel like there's a lot of variety as you're shooting different guns. It's more like, uh, this is how we think the gun should sound. You know, they didn't go out and actually fire the weapons. Um, Yeah, sound and music are pretty terrible. No uh, Wilhelm scream, though, which is always a positive. No, but there were some uh, open source sound effects that I caught. Yeah, things that just like, you notice from other games and stuff that just are in the background to alert you that it's the docks and it... <laughs> that uh buoy bell yeah 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 all right so jason would you recommend this game for anybody no i enjoyed when it was crazy and the just like sprinting at people to mash x and do crazy kills and shout in their face like these insane swearing lines but that only gets you so far and then you actually have to resort to shooting and being really boring i wish the game was more of like embraced how crazy it can be because when you run up and you have a special kill move where you grab the back of their head and you basically jam your knife straight through their eye and as you pull them towards you it looks like you're gonna kiss them for a moment Mm -hmm. like i want that the whole game i want it just to be weird and zany and it's it's not like it you say that but it's like super creepy (laughs) (laughs) like the plot just plods along and is pretty boring like if it just takes weird crazy turns where it's like the russians are stockpiling nukes because they're gonna nuke the moon men and like i would have been way more interested in a just like insane version of this game where your main character is like thinks they're trying to do something and then it turns up being something entirely else but they're still super american and embraces being weird this i think at times i wanted it to be a real like shooter that like was taken seriously and whenever they did that part they didn't do it well enough and that was kind of my point about the length of this game is that it's okay if this game's really short if you're you know trying to tell a story that you know you can kind of wrap up in that time um but it just they never really took advantage of that i mean i i think the impression that i get here is that this is supposed to be a story about this badass navy seal going in here and doing this mission that's okay. I mean, the mission, it's its not going to be prolonged. It's not going to be some kind of long, drawn-out war or whatever. But, man, they just really just kind of left it out there to to dry. I mean, there's no there's no substance to the story whatsoever. And um, that's one of the easiest things they could have done. I mean, you've got the source material, right? You said there's a book, even though it may be a little fantastical. You know, use it. You know, pump this game full of story and, uh, you know, make up for the piss-poor gameplay. So would you recommend this game for anybody, Alex? No. I mean, the absurdity of it, I think, is what makes me want to play it again. Um, But there are other games that do that far better, like Saints Row. You know, Saints Row doesn't take itself seriously. You can shoot dildos at people. If this game were to go that direction, I think it'd be a lot better. Like, let's have some fun with it. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is a hard ass, and he reads these lines like, you know, he's the best damn voice actor ever, and the writing is way over the top. 
embrace it then. You know, don't give that mixed signal of like, yes, he's a hard ass and he says all this dumb shit, but we also have to make sure it's serious because we're fighting the Russians and the and the North Koreans and trying to stop nuclear war. It's like, just pick a tone and stick with it. So no, I wouldn't recommend this for anybody. Paid $5 for it. I feel like that's too much. Um, you get two, three, maybe four hours of content. The online multiplayer I don't think works at all anymore. So, uh, no. I mean, what... Why would you buy this game over Modern Warfare 2, which I think came out around the same time? If you're looking for a first-person shooter, you know, if you're looking for something a little bit more over the top, then go play Saints Row. Go have fun. Don't put yourself through this. See, I I kind of disagree with you two. I recommend this game for anyone in the same case that we are. Like, if you can get a couple friends together, you're sitting down with some drinks, and you want to play through this game, which is two and a half, three hours long... Mm -hmm. By all fucking means, it is worth the five bucks to sit down. You can all enjoy this craptacular game as you're playing through it. I didn't feel like it was that bad. As far as a shooter goes, it's not great, but it's I don't feel like it's the worst. It it technically works. There There's nothing game breaking. No. The dialogue is ridiculous. Just the overtopness of Mickey Rourke's voice acting fucking sells it for me mm. every goddamn time it's all right absolutely differing opinions Ooh. yeah it's just really a case of i think that there are other games that do it better whatever this game's trying to do there are other games that do it better oh no arguments there there are certainly games that go over the top way more there's games that take themselves way seriously way more however for five bucks if you can get a couple friends to pitch like a dollar in you're going to sit around, have some drinks, play this game for three hours together. Like we did where we died, just pass the controller off. Fuck yeah. It's a great game. You can sit there, spend an evening doing a yeah. good time. Yeah. Sure. I could see that. It's a shame the online multiplayer doesn't work. Just because there's nobody playing. But I mean, I would have been curious to see what it's like. I am curious to see what that's like. And it's a shame that uh, no one online um, bothered to post what that is. I wonder what the peak player count was. Three. Three. What was that today when we were online? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> I ain't got shit to say. Uh, no, I, I think I've said all I need to say about this game. Oh, yeah. you know what? If you're a trophy hunter, maybe this would be a game, good game for you. Because it is an easy platinum. Uh, it's a quick campaign. You do have to play it three times to get all the trophies. But, uh, I mean... If you're going to put yourself through playing something like Hannah Montana or Megamind to get a Platinum Trophy, then uh, this game might be worth, what, the 10 hours it might take you to get a Platinum Trophy? You also need a friend that owns it too, though. You do, for the multiplayer trophies. But uh, That's just something to consider if you're a trophy hunter. Alright. You gentlemen ready for questions? Sure. Sure. (laughs) Oh, shit. Alright. What game made you fall in love with video games? Oh, man. You should give us these questions ahead of time so I can actually think about it because this might take a little while. Um, Fall in love with video games? All right. I can go while he thinks. Please. Um, For me, it's got to be Super Mario 3. Um, You know, growing up, uh, my entire family played video games and we owned an NES and it would just be like a family activity. For the four of us to sit and play Mario 3 as long as it took until we beat the game. 
And, uh, you know, I was maybe four years old at the time. And, you know, getting into Mario 3 and getting better at it and feeling like, you know, you were improving and that, you know, kind of just opened more doors for me and it got me into gaming and, you know, just kind of built up from there. So I, I definitely have to say Mario 3. I still love that game. I'm actually going to go Pokemon Red. Uh, you know, it's... I'm going to stop you right there. Blue is the superior game, but Bullshit. please continue. I mean, Get the fuck out of here. You're wrong. Growlithe <laughs> is in Pokemon Red, not Blue. That's why Red's better than yep. Blue. Blue has Vulpix and Ninetales. Red has Growlithe and Arcanine. Deal with it. Arcanine. Arcanine is the best. Arcanine is by far the best fire Pokemon. Jesus. I think someone's out of their element here with the Pokemon discussion. So, uh, yeah, no. It's, yeah. <clears throat> Red. One of us was alive when they came out. I was. How old were you, two? When Red and Blue came out? <laughs> that was the, the mid-90s. That was 95. I was born in 90. You don't even know when they came out. Boy, you need to sit down. I'm, um. uh... I don't remember when anything came out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, as some of our previous questions have gone over, uh, I played a lot of PC games, um, both by myself and with my family, as just, like doing rpgs or adventure games and that kind of stuff but then red was really the first game i had you know to myself yeah and uh, i love you know strategy games and turn-based strategies and it kind of just fueled that whole thing and you know eventually you play through the whole thing and then eventually somehow you hear and learn about the missing no glitch and all the other crazy stuff that's actually in those games because of how it was coded and mm-hmm Red is the only Pokemon game in which I've ever caught all 150. I've I don't think I've ever done that since I came close with gold. I think I got like 231 out of the 252. Yeah. Um, but red I got 150. And unfortunately, my cartridge is so old these days that I've lost that save file. But I did it. I swear. So uh, yeah. I would have to say um, I've talked about it before. The first rpg that i've played through final fantasy mystic quest which i realize is the like super dumbed down kitty version of a final fantasy game yep for when i played that game i was like five so it was fucking awesome that's perfect for you then absolutely if it wasn't for that game i wouldn't love video games like i do now Mm. i mean i had uh super mario which i would play however it was final fantasy mystic quest that like kept me going through what happens next what are we doing now etc all right from unholy 186 on twitter what are you excited about this year what games are coming out that you're excited about do you got anything i really need to think you can go ahead if you got something nothing uh (laughs) but by what i mean um there's a few games i'm kind of looking forward to to see how they go uh Obviously, Jake, we talked about uh, Monster Hunter World. Absolutely. Um, But because I play exclusively on the PC, I have to wait until fall to potentially get to play that. So uh, there's a lot of waiting for me now. Um, I don't pre-order things anymore. I don't. Nor should you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't. So I wait, you know. There's games that look interesting and... Maybe I'll look into them, but I, between going through this, which takes, you know, a fair amount of our time playing bad games, and then the games I accumulated during Christmas, and some other games that I just like playing back through, I still got a lot of stuff to play that 
I'm not really concerned. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you one that comes to mind almost immediately, and it should be out here in a week or two, two weeks, is uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, and uh, not much of a fighter in terms of video games, but this is one I can't wait to pick up. You know, we've we bought all the Xenoverse titles and <laughs> you know, all the Budokai games back in the PS2 days. And, you know, I, I love me some Dragon Ball. So I think Dragon Ball Fighter Z is one I'm really excited for, for sure. See, I got to say Nino Kuni too. Mm. I fucking love Nino Kuni, The Wrath of the Right Witch. I was waiting all of last year for Nino Kuni 2 to come out, which of course kept getting pushed back till this year. So fingers crossed it finally gets released. It should be. I think it's close. I believe it's March this year, which I'm not for pre-ordering games, but I considered it for that one. Just please give me that fucking game. Shut up and take my money. What's that uh, vampire game made by the... It's kind of like a Souls type. Oh, shit. Um, I always forget the name of that game. Yeah, I couldn't tell you offhand. I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, maybe it's not worth mentioning if I can't remember the damn title. But man, I can't wait for that one either. <laughs> I was like, I could, it's called something like Vampire, or you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's Blood Souls, whatever. Yeah, Bloodborne. All right, so I had uh, one last question. This one was from me. Oh no! Oh yeah! But I hate you. What is the question? What do you consider as your best video game accomplishment? Best? Or like one we're most proud of? However you want to take that. I will answer this with when I finished uh, Dark Souls, the first one. When you defeat Gwyn. That feeling of finally beating that tough motherfucker, that is one of my proudest goddamn accomplishments. That game gives you that feeling consistently. I, I don't think so. Like, you feel really good on uh, beating a boss, especially one that you throw yourself at consistently. Mm-hmm. However, Gwyn, for me, that was I, the absolute toughest fucking boss of that fucking game. And I I spent 10 plus hours just throwing myself at that bastard where I would try and I would fail and I would go and I'd grind and I'd level up and I'd come back and he'd still put me in my fucking place. So by the time I finally fucking beat him... That was the best feeling fucking moment in games for me. You want to go? Sure, because I got one, I think. When, you know, my first uh, system outside of the PC I played on and then the Game Boy I had uh, was a PlayStation. And we got uh, Final Fantasy IX. And I played through it, when, you know, as much as I could. And I actually got stuck. And I loved the game, but I like, I couldn't get past a couple parts and so i never beat it until mm, probably seven six seven years ago i picked the game back up and i went through and just you know actually being an adult it wasn't nearly as hard as i remember it being but you know getting through beating the whole thing just Finishing it out, and because I actually really love that game, it's probably my favorite Final Fantasy game. Um, have uh, have you played six though? Yeah. Well, then you're wrong. 
You can't see the uh, shitted grin on my face, but I assure you, listeners, that it's there. <laughs> my turn? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, I think you know where I'm going to go with this one. Um, my, I think my greatest accomplishment in gaming has got to be when I got 100% completion on Bloodborne. You know, I don't think I've ever put forth so much effort at completing an area of a game as I did those Chalice Dungeons. And especially the one at the end where you have half your hit points, which basically makes everything a one-hit kill to you. And you have to go through and you have to fight all these bosses and the difficulties ramped up. And on top of all that, you have to do it solo. Not to mention the fact that you cannot continue trying as many times as you need. There are a finite amount of attempts that you can make at the Chalice Dungeons. And um, I finally got through and I, I finished that game. And man, I just... I was a different person after that. I mean, it's just, it tested my patience and my ability and just, man. At the end of that, you were a uh, broken man. Yeah, pretty close. But I think it was worth it. I don't know. I mean, definitely a better Souls player afterward, I'd say. Any other questions? Uh, That's all I had. Nah, I haven't gotten anything. Well, I haven't checked in like the last two days, but no one's emailed me with the podcast. Well, let me ask you then, is there a game that's out that you want to play but that you haven't? Uh, Doom. The newest one? I can't wait to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. I I haven't yet, uh, but I also like haven't gone out to pick it up. I intend on building a gaming PC, so like I'm waiting. I don't want to get any more things on console because I'm I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So outside of stuff for this podcast... I'm not really buying new games. I'm actually going to reiterate his uh, Doom statement. Going through a lot of the uh, top games of 2017, uh, I noticed some people talking about it, and like it looks interesting. And for shooters, uh, I don't want to have to deal with multiplayer. And it looks like it actually has an interesting, just you can play it by yourself. Yep. And so that really interests me. It also seems to have a lot more of the kind of uh bombast and chaos that i thought rogue warrior lacked mm-hmm. where i think it would actually be a shooter that i might enjoy uh so i kind of want to pick it up but as i said i have so much other games that i've been playing uh hopefully i'll get to it i don't know when jake gets his pc i might look into getting it now, if you're curious how that game plays out i do have a let's play on my youtube channel <laughs> but no uh seriously though uh for me i'd have to say uh Civ 6. You know, I'm I'm a huge strategy fan, real-time or turn-based, and I just, I don't have the means to play it, and I've been dying to get my hands on it. And I gotta give me some Civilization 6. Well, shit. Alright, for the Bad Games cast, I've been Jake. And this is Alex. I'm Jason, so I guess we're not doing plugs. Uh, we'll get there. I already uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. If this is the first episode they listen to, they don't even know what your YouTube channel is. Uh, you can find me online at Jake Prey on Twitter or YouTube at Jake Prey as well. Alex? On Twitter, I am at 10RulesAll. That's T-E-N, rules all. I'm more than just a number. Uh, also, YouTube, 10RulesAll. <laughs> and uh, Twitch, also, twitch.tv forward slash 10RulesAll. You can come watch me uh, do whatever the fuck it is that I do. I uh, can check out the Twitter for the Bad Gamecast at the Bad Gamecast or email the Bad Gamecast at gmail.com. You know, before we get off of here, um, 
if you're a new listener, where did you hear about this podcast? Please uh, message the Bad Gamecast on Twitter or write him an email at the Bad Gamecast on at gmail.com. Jesus. Tell us where you found this podcast at. And that's the Bad Gamecast at gmail.com. Do I have that right? Yeah. Okay. The Bad Gamecast. The. The. Bad Gamecast. Original recipe. (laughs) Okay. All right, shit, that's it. Yep. That's everything. Cool. Good night, everybody. You end up with like a uh, dinklebud the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they needed a famous person to record these lines. They really didn't. Have you heard Richard Marcinko talk? No, actually, I haven't. His voice is like super high. It's weird. Hmm. Alex, I'm going to ask you to not do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just every couple minutes, do that. No, you son of a bitch, it's coming through on everything.